Welcome to the Inspiring Lifestyle Podcast, where we discuss all things faith, home, well-being, and entrepreneurship. I am your host, Trudy Maples, and I am so honored to have you here with me being inspired to live your very best life. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Nathan and I are going to finish up Love Week this week and next week. If you heard our podcast last week, we talked about dating and all kinds of ideas and some funny stories that we thought it'd be fun to share with you. But this week, we're going to talk about three key things in marriage, really important things, things that people get divorced over. And if you really clue into these things, we're just going to barely scratch the surface, but they will really, really enhance your marriage. It's communication, finances, and intimacy. So we're just going to talk about communication first. And I want to share a few things that Nathan and I did early on in our marriage, especially when our children are little and at home. We would have yearly check-ins with each other at the beginning of the year. And it was so fun. Honey, do you remember that? We had that spiral notebook. We'd go to the coffee shop. You remember that book? Yep, I remember that vividly, babe. It was so fun. And so we would sit with coffee and we'd talk about our financial goals. We talk about our marriage goals and our family goals for that year. And then the following year, we would look back and see what we had accomplished together. So that's an idea for you as far as communication goes, because then when you're going through the whole year, you can go back and look and say, this was what our goal was. Let's stay on track. And you know, also in communication, it can be really frustrating when you have an argument and they can spiral And I know I can definitely trigger Nathan and he can trigger me. And so one of the things that I thought would be really cool is if he shared with you what we do when we trigger each other, that's really been awesome in our marriage. Honey, why don't you share that with them? Because it really is good and it really works. Well, I think that um, what we do is we just communicate that um, certain things that we do that may um, upset another person, we tell them in advance, like, don't do this. This is something that makes my skin crawl or upsets me. And and we try to avoid those things when it comes to conversations that aren't always so fun. So um, I think in our flesh, um, we desire to go there just to kind of, you know, roughing some things up. But at the end of the day, if we want to have a loving relationship, we've got to stay away from the things that trigger our our mates. And that's really, really important to have a healthy marriage. I totally agree. And I love it because when we do trigger each other, because again, you know, Nathan and I do not have a perfect marriage and you may be listening to this podcast and you might be in a really sweet spot in your marriage. You know how marriages go through the ups and the downs. You might be in a really sweet spot in your marriage and you may have worked through some of this or could really relate to it. Or you might be in a really, really hard hard season in your marriage. And we just want this to be encouraging to you. These are some things that have worked for us. So for example, if, you know, Nathan upsets me or triggers me and I'm frustrated and he is, you know, not understanding that I'm really upset, he can come to me. I love it when he says, and I I say this to him too, it's if it's vice versa and say, where's this, where's this anger coming from? Where's this emotion coming from? And then just really listen and be empathetic because there's so many things that go on during the day, during the week. You know, when you're away from your spouse, you know, they're dealing with different things. They might be talking to people, run into people at work. They may have some stressful things going on. And so there's so many reasons why 
you could trigger each other. So just by saying, where's this coming from? Where's this emotion coming from? And really listening has really helped us to be able to be like, you know, wow, I'm so sorry that I said that or did that. I didn't mean to. That wasn't my intention. Let's talk through this. Well, and I would say one of the biggest keys to communication is realizing that communication isn't just talking and sharing how you're feeling. It's um, a big part of great communication is learning the art of listening and not just thinking of what you want to say in, in rebuttal, um, but truly listening and engaging. And it's, it's, it's not in what you say, it's in what you listen and how you understand the conversation. Cause many times you're, you're taking it out of context or you're, you're making something bigger than it actually is. And it's all about listening to what's going on. Honey, I love that you said that so much because that is super true. And listening, like Nathan said, is the art of communication. Yeah, for sure. Also, I love so much. Nathan and I just did this last night. We have family in town this week to see their new baby, our new grandson. And um, so we've been going to bed late. And our time together, we really love that time together where we're just laying in bed, people call it pillow talk or whatever, but we're downloading the day. And I was just feeling some feelings about some things. And I just shared those with Nathan and not about our marriage, but just things in my life, things that I've been thinking of and things like that. And I love my husband so much because he gives me incredible perspective. When I'm feeling emotional or I'm feeling a certain way, or I share my feelings, he, he says, well, honey, think about it like this. Or think about it like that. And I need that in my life. And I'm so grateful that he does that for me. Um, you know, and a lot of times we don't want our spouse to fix something. We just want them to listen. And, you know, sometimes we do want their advice or their opinion. So you could ask, like, or you could tell them. And I told him last night, honey, I just, you're my best friend. You're my safe place. And I'm feeling some things and I just want to share it with you. And he totally listened and you know, when your husband or your wife, your spouse is not listening or they're saying something that makes you feel sad or whatever, tell them, you know, and say, well, I just wanted you to listen. Or that made me sad when you said that I I just needed you, needed you to hear me. And Nathan did that for me last night. And honey, your perspective was so good. I've been thinking about it all day and it really, really helped me. Well, and I would say this too, that many times when you're communicating, um, guys are tend to be fixers and they want to fix the situation. And many times your wife doesn't want you to fix it. They just want you to be available to listen. And that's really hard for me because when you come to me with something that is frustrating you, whether it be about me or someone, I want to fix it. And I want to, I want to make it better because that's kind of how I'm wired. Uh And sometimes we just need to listen and, and be that sounding board. And if we have something good to say, then say it. If you don't, sometimes we don't need to always feel like we have to say something Uh like sometimes we don't have anything to say. And that's probably the best thing because in saying something, it might make things worse or, or might not help the situation at all. Last week I said something that um, I want to reiterate is that um, communication, I mean, marriages end, 56% of them end in divorce in in America. 
A lot of people wonder what is the number one reason why that is happening, and we're talking about it right now. Uh-huh. Communication. That's how important it is in our marriage. Absolutely. So we've got to really learn the art of communicating. And uh, one of the things that we did early on, I remember this, is that three, two, one tool. Uh-huh. You know, we, 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 for three minutes, talk about what the problem is. Then the person that's listening says, two minutes says, this is what I heard you say. And then one minute there's clarification and whatever. That three, two, one tool is invaluable in communicating. And so it's, it, this is a lifelong journey of getting good at this thing called communication. Amen. I could not agree more. And just to wrap up this part of communication, honey, one of the things that I am so grateful for about you and our marriage that you lead me so well is we pray together. We pray together every night. And sometimes you just say, I have to say, hey, let's pray about that. And that just makes it all better because sometimes we just, not all, sometimes all the time we need to take things to the mm-hmm. Lord and just lay them at his feet. Yeah. Well, and that's just a part of communication. You know, sometimes we can't fix something, but where we are, Inadequate, God is capable. Amen. Kind of where we need to land. Well, that's what's where we need to land all the time. All the time. All right, let's move on to finances because in our marriage, this has been, like Nathan's just said about communication, and I'm sure you guys feel this about your marriages too. Finances. There's usually a spender and usually a saver. Not most time. Most of the time, both people aren't savers and both people aren't spenders, and. You have to realize too, when you're raised, um, you have a money mindset when you're raised. Like you get your money mindset from your parents, from the way you were raised, from how they talk about money, how they dealt with money. And then you bring those two perspectives into a marriage. And it's really important to have alignment on finances. And one thing Nathan and I have really um, agreed about is having a common goal in our finances. Like right now in our marriage, being married for 32 years, one of our biggest goals right now is to be debt-free by the time we're 60. Debt-free by 60. Yeah. It's kind of a fun ring. And we only have our two house payments. We have a beautiful home in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and then one here in Arizona. And so we love to choose our weather. And so we're VRBOing our summer house and we're going to also be there. We have an RV and we're going to still be there, but be able to make an income to get to our goals that's above and beyond our normal income. So we are all about our goals right now, huh, babe? Yep. And we're sacrificing and doing uh, the things that we need to do to make make our goals become a reality. And of course, we got to keep all of those things, all of our goals, you know, before the Lord. We don't want it to be just a goal for goal's sake. We want it to be something that our brings glory and honor to him. So Absolutely. Um, that's at the end of the day what we want our finances to reflect. Amen. And Nathan and I are also big contributors. We love to give and serve and doing that with our finances is really important to us. And I just wanted to give a couple tips and things to keep you away from arguing about money because arguing about money is no fun. We've had our definite times of that. And it used to be one of our biggest fights ever. And so one of the things is that Nathan's more of a saver. I'm more of a spender. And I told my mom when I was in sixth grade that one day I was going to own my own company and I was going to have a house fairy come to my house every week. And that was a goal of mine as, as a sixth grader. And Nathan and I have been so blessed um, to be able to do that. And 
you know, have that income and all the things. And it's been a huge blessing. We've both worked really hard to crush those goals, but I needed to be aware of his view about money and him about mine. And so there's some things that are really key when you're on the same page with a budget, you know, big purchases, you need to talk about that stuff. Like Nathan doesn't just go out and spend a big amount of money without talking to me and vice versa. Um, and also when you're on goals and, you know, you say to each other, Hey, let's rein it in right now. Let's be lean right now. Like Dave Ramsey says, live like no one else. So someday you can live like no one else and really just come together. And right now we're in a, Hey, if you don't need it, don't get it. You know, we don't need a lot of anything and we're super blessed, but think about where you're at in your marriage right now and in your finances. And for the first 28 years of our marriage, I did our finances. And for the last eight years, because of our situation with our business and I'm leading our team and Nathan is a huge support and has taught me so much about leadership. Nathan is doing our finances. So honey, share a few things, a few tips that are really key, you feel like, in the financial world of a marriage? Well, I, I think, like you said, you need to be on the same page, and you need to, I mean, there. I'm going to say something that may um, ruffle some, a few feathers, and if this is you, just know it's coming from a place of grace and, and love and understanding, but I, I don't understand how two people could be in a marriage and be together and they have separate bank accounts and their money's separate and stuff. I, I honestly, I think that that is just, just hear me out for a second. I know I probably just offended you, but let me just tell you, I, I don't, I think that it's a breeding ground for, for mistrust. Um, if you don't, if your finances aren't together and you're not doing something together and your, your money is not just my money or your money, but it's our money. Uh-huh. And we don't have like a, a big account that you aren't able to touch. And I don't have a big account that you aren't like, I don't understand that. I, I never really understood that, but I have friends that actually do that. And I'm like, man, I think if there's one thing I would encourage you to consider is to join your finances together, join your goals in your finances together and, and and have accountability you know there we shouldn't be um spending money that we don't one person in the relationship doesn't know about we, uh-huh. we that needs to be transparent out out in the open and up front and i think if you do that you get to the goals that you have together as a, a married couple you get to them faster and better and I love it too. I, I couldn't agree more. That was so good, babe. And our money has been together since we were engaged and we had saved for our wedding. You ate top ramen in college. I mean, every dollar we put together to, um, you know, put towards our wedding and things like that. And honestly, sacrifice is huge when you have that common goal and you want to be in that together. Yeah. And I would never forget when we were engaged, one of the things that you promised me because you knew it was important to me mm-hmm. was that you said to you before we got married, we're going to take care of your debt. And you actually worked really hard and paid off your credit cards and, and took down the debt that you had. And, and, you know, that's just not that it's a deal breaker, but it's, it's just baggage in your marriage that you, you, you really don't want. Like finances can be a big, big, 
frustration and mm-hmm. it could be the very thing that could break down your intimacy. We're going to talk about that in a moment. Like financial stress is no fun. Mm-hmm. And so anything you can do to eliminate that and stay on the same page together, not have any secret money here and there, but actually have your money united. That's why two becoming one flesh, it's biblical. It's, it's what, it's God's design. I don't, I don't, I'm, I believe that it is really truly God's design that you become one flesh and that means all aspects of your life are one flesh. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so fun because right before you say something, I'm thinking it and then you just said it. So that's awesome. We're so married. <laughs> and and you guys know like part of this podcast is about faith and Nathan and I love the Lord with all our hearts yeah. and our marriage and Most our... Most important thing. Absolutely. And the foundation of our marriage is our relationship with God. And you know, you picture it as a triangle. God is in the center and then when you're growing closer to God, you grow closer to each other, and it's really key. Yeah, and for sure. That is a great segue into our next third point on this, and that's intimacy. And intimacy is a very, very, very important part in marriage. It's important to a man. It's important to a woman. And it is different for each person. And I love, Nathan has always said, we've always agreed that sex starts in the kitchen. Yeah. And you're really good at that, honey. Well, I try to be. I don't always uh, do that perfectly, but it's the you know the the texts during the day. It's the little um, taps on the butt. It's the the looking across the room and you catching me, you know, glaring at you or love, uh, you know, looking at you with pride. And it's all the little things. It's the notes. It's the notes on the 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 mirrors. It's all of those things that equal a a. Um, an amazing intimacy in the evenings. Like, Uh and that, you know, I say that, but sometimes it's not in the evenings, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It it, it takes, it starts in the kitchen and you're right. And that's so, so, so important. And by the way, just, just side note, I, I don't want to be captain obvious here, but you're the only one that can meet that need in your partner's life Uh that is honoring to God. So, you know, take that very seriously. Like, like, uh, yeah, I, I know that, you know, we live in a world today where unfaithfulness in relationships is, abounds, but you have the power to meet that need in your partner's life like no one else can. And it's just important that you take that seriously. That is a, a key part of marital success. Absolutely. I could not agree more. It is the only thing in your life that is personal and intimate and special just between the two of you and taking that time to schedule it, to talk about it, to put it on the calendar, so to speak. You can look forward to it. It's just such an awesome time. And and make sure you paint the barn. Nathan and I went to a marriage conference once and I loved how they described that, painting the barn, meaning stay in shape and look good for your partner and take care of your health and look at the way you dress and really listen to, you know, what they like and what they don't like, et cetera. And it's kind of, I'll give you these two examples. Nathan does not love floral. He's not a floral guy. He doesn't like floral dresses. It reminds me of grandma. Yeah. It's like grandma stuff. Right. So I'm really cognizant of that. And I, I don't wear floral. And also like he, we're, we lounge around at home. We work from home. So a lot of times we're in our pajamas in the office or whatever. And he has this one shirt and I'm like, baby, 
if you wear this and this, like it really turns me on and you look so attractive. But when you wear that, it's just like, it's way too big on you and it's just not attractive. And so (laughs) he comes walking out in that and I'm like, bam, chick, wow, wow. Like he, it makes me feel so seen, heard, loved and valued when he hears my heart. And obviously there's some things that, you know, you're going to wear and you're going to wear anyways, like you just like it or whatever, but it's really important to really listen to your spouse and what they do like and what they don't like in all areas, but especially in this area. And it just makes your intimacy that much more spectacular and important and all the things. Yeah. And I would say, don't let Satan have the credit. I mean, everybody's like, Oh, sex, uh, you know, is, you know, God created sex. It's an amazing thing. It's a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, the picture that I love that you've always said throughout the years when you're talking to teenagers, babe, about sex is that sex is like a fire, you know, in the mm-hmm. right context. Fire brings warmth, it brings comfort, it brings all kinds of things. But you take that same flame and you take it out of the wrong, you know, you put it in a wrong context. And I believe the wrong context is is not, it's outside of a, the marriage relationship. And, and, it, and it's destructive. But I'm telling you, you, you got to be creative. Like sex is supposed to bring that flair, that 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 fire in your relationship. You got to be, you know, you got to be creative, you know. And as long as your partner is um, is, is willing and whatever. I mean, creativity is, is the key to a great sex life and, Mm -hmm. and not being stuck in the same mode all the time. Mm -hmm. Like get out of that same mode and, and explore each other and have fun and, and enjoy uh, your sexual relationship. It will bring a, an amazing amount of energy to your, your relationship and people will see it. It'll, when they experience you in a, in a public context, they could tell if you're close, if you're intimate, if you like to hold their, I mean, all those things that make a really healthy relationship, they could tell. And I know I can tell when we're, we're not really close. I, 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 you know, I I see it. I, I, I know it's there and I, I'm the only one that can change that. I'm Uh the one that, that, um, meets those needs in your life and you vice versa to me. Absolutely. And it's just key. So just remember that and just know that how important that is. I think you were going to say when you see someone holding their hand in public, like you're really right. And would you not agree, babe, that when you're grouchy with each other or you're nitpicking at each other or whatever, it's, you need to be intimate. You need to come together. Well, you're sometimes n- that's why you're nitpicky. Exactly. Is you're not intimate and you're just on edge and, you know, just making love with each other, you know, softens the corners, you know, it really does. Oh my gosh. I love how you said that. You have such a way with words. It's so true. Um, yeah. Even the other day I was like, honey, you're so grouchy. And we hadn't made love for a few days and I'm like, we just need to make love. And, and just making time for that is so important and coming together on how many times and all the things and being creative, like Nathan said, And we'll wrap it up with this fun story. We have some really close friends that have a sex bag in their car. And if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you're laughing and smiling really big. But they love to go on hikes and they have their sex bag and they will go out and they will make love in the forest. And I think it's the cutest thing. Wait, why don't we have a sex bag, babe? I think that's a pretty awesome idea. (laughs) 
Well, we have other things, but you know. But anyways, <laughs> I thought that was like the coolest Let's idea. Let's keep those between me and you, right? All right. Sounds good. <laughs> well, thank you guys. We hope that we added some value to your life today regarding your marriage, communication, finances, and intimacy. The three things that are really important that you need to really focus on in your marriage and the three things that can lead to divorce if you don't. So really take those to heart and we yeah. will look forward to seeing you. And I will say this, um, babe, the grass isn't greener on the other side, guys. Yes, like, amen. Take these three things. And by the way, these are, we're not trying to oversimplify, but these are the top three things that actually are major barriers in relationships uh-huh. um, and all the marital counseling I've done. These are the top three. And uh, if you take these three seriously, it's the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. And I'm telling you, if you get good at these three things, you're going to have, you're going to be on a, on a, a, a awesome journey of amazing marriage. Amen. See you next week, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, subscribe and share it. Also, follow Inspiring Lifestyle Podcast on Instagram. And remember, always be inspired to live your very best life.